This is Equipped to Thrive, a podcast presented by Providence Christian Academy, where we explore how we partner with families to equip students to thrive and to influence for Christ in a world that needs to know Him. This is the first podcast in a three-part series where we will be discussing what it means for Providence to be a covenant school. For some listeners, that term is a familiar one, and you understand what we mean when we identify Providence as a covenant school. But for some listeners, that may be a new term. So we'll be spending the next three episodes uh, diving deep into that question of what a covenant school is. So let's get started. For today's conversation, I'm joined by two people who know a lot about Providence and can really speak to this covenant model idea. And they include uh, our head of school, Dr. Sean Chapman, and Kim Miller, our director of admissions. So before we get into the, the meat of this I want to hear from both of you. Explain to our listeners a little bit about who you are and how you're connected to the school and some of that background. Uh, Kim, go ahead. So I was a mom first before working here at Providence. I've got three kiddos. We also host international students. So we have had kids living at our home, coming to Providence from grades 5 through 12th from Vietnam, Korea, and China. And uh, Sean? Tell us about yourself. Yeah, so I came to Providence as a high school teacher, teaching math and science primarily, but trended more towards math over the years. And as I um, drifted into administration, I have enjoyed that and have been head of school now for a little while, and that's been a great experience for me. My wife and I have several kids here. It's been great. Um, They've been able to to start at kindergarten and come all the way up, and um, it's been a great place for our family. We're grateful for it. So I think the best place to start in this conversation about what Covenant School is, is to define it first. Uh, Kim, tell us what, how do you, how do you define Covenant School and explain it for us, please? Yeah, that's a good question, especially for new families who might not know what the models are in private Christian education. There's really two main models. Um, One is called open enrollment. And then the second model is called a covenant model, which is what Providence is. And To explain the two, it's good to um, give a definition of what both of them mean. Open enrollment schools, they'll have requirements surrounding academics or behavioral standards, but there's not any faith component or religious requirement to an open enrollment school. Um, In a covenant school, though, however, there are admission requirements, there are behavioral standards, but there is a faith component to our application process. And what that looks like for us is that at least one parent needs to give a Christian testimony inside of the application. And then we will also require a church recommendation to validate that the family is part of a local Christian church. So uh, given that we have that extra, I guess, faith component required for Providence, that you're saying that's a distinction that we even have with other Christian schools, not just as a Christian school requiring that we have a parent who's a, a believer. Uh, you're saying that's actually a distinction we would have from would it be most Christian schools? Is it a, is this a common model? Is this not a common model? Covenant model is not the common model. Open enrollment is very much more common, particularly in the state of Georgia. In fact, when I was a mom looking at schools, I didn't even understand that there were these two different models in private Christian education. And we toured several different private Christian schools in the area, and we never even heard about a distinction in these two models until we actually came to Providence. So it is definitely a unique model, and I believe sets us apart from the other private Christian schools in the area. So when you talk to prospective families that are 
looking at Providence and exploring who we are, do what kind of response do you get from them when they hear that distinction? What what is it? How does it? How does it? What communicates to them when you when you explain it to them? I completely understand the assumptions that they make because their responses are typically, "Well, we assumed Christians went to private Christian schools." And I do think that most people believe that that's a pretty safe assumption until they actually hear the two definitions of the model. And what I learned myself as I was a mom looking for schools, in open enrollment schools, the staff and administration are Christian. But since there's not that requirement on the actual families attending the school, you don't find frequently that it's all Christian families. You could have atheist families, Muslim families, Hindu families, agnostic families. And so that assumption that only Christians are attending private Christian schools, it's somewhat of a false assumption, especially when the open enrollment model is the more common model. There's not a safe assumption that the families that are going to be at that school are all going to be Christian. So Sean, address the sort of the philosophical, maybe the biblical basis for the covenant model. Uh, what What's sort of the understanding about what it is? What's what's the... Uh, what's the why? Yeah, what's the why behind being a covenant school? Well, I think the first thing to start with is we would say that education is primarily the responsibility of the parent. And when you talk about education, sometimes we think only academic education, but biblically that doesn't hold. There's also this spiritual nurture and discipleship that the parent is supposed to provide for the child. And so the, the school in a covenant model is existing to partner with the parent or with the home in both of those, the academic and the, the spiritual nurture and growth for the child. And so that's very different. And one of the things that's important to us is we don't want to be in a spot where we're between, or the child is between the school and the home. If the school is a Christian school that is teaching about Jesus and teaches the Bible, um, what we don't want is the child to be caught between a home and a school that are totally different, you know, where they come from. And so you could have a, a Muslim family that are devout Muslim, and they're hearing something completely, their child is hearing something completely differently at school. And these are primary influences in the child's life between the home and the school, and they're in contradiction with each other. And so how do you, how do you kind of wrestle with that? And so we want all of the influences to be coming from the same sheet of music, and so that's, or the same place. And so that's why we would say that's important. The other thing that's an important distinction here as we talk about covenant is while we do require the parents to be professing followers of Jesus, that doesn't mean the kids are necessarily. Um, they're in process. I mean, if you, if you have, a, I mean, if you think about it, you have a five-year-old kid applying to come to kindergarten, how, who knows where they are spiritually? Um, and you have teenagers who are in process. They're still wrapping their minds around what is this whole thing of Jesus and Christianity and the faith and, and religion in general. And so they may not have crossed that line into being what we would call a Christian, following him and being a disciple. And so um, there's a lot of questioning that goes on, too, during adolescence of the faith. And so that's natural and healthy and normal. Nothing wrong with that, certainly. But my point is, we 
we don't require the child to be a Christian. We're partnering with the home, which means the parents, to try to help disciple the child into faith, and hopefully they can run with that themselves someday. I have to say, as a mom, that that was the the point for me at picking Providence, a covenant school, was that I knew my kids were going to have to find their own faith, and they're going to go on that journey themselves. And I need, for the few years that we have our kids under our roof, I need consistent feeding into yeah, them. It's, it and really, it's a limited amount of time. Right. It is limited. And you start... <laughs> My oldest is is crossing the bricks into the high school building, and that that clock starts ticking. And I think as a mom, my kids are going to start being influenced much more heavily by the school that they're attending and their peers and the parents of those peers. And I know that they're going to be on their own journey to faith, just as I was at that age. And how much stronger of a testimony can it be if what I'm teaching at home is consistent with what's being taught at school, which is consistent with what is being taught at church. If they can have that kind of consistency and that three-tiered approach, how much more powerful is it than once they do fly the coop and go to college and go out into what we know is a very broken world? And if we've been successful as parents to really feed that consistent message of Jesus into them, in all the ways that they're being influenced, home, school, and church, that's that's a highly valuable feeding into. I think that's them. a that's a good point. We don't want to leave the church out of this. That that the school really exists to support the home right. and support the church. We're not trying to replace either one, and um, it is critical to be part of, as you said, in the admission requirement. It's critical, we believe for you to be part of a local congregation and actively involved in that, and that is very important. And um, those three influences, homeschool and church, working together, you have the best chance of success with a child. This gets us back to the actual word covenant, right, because this is called the covenant model of schools. And that word, of course, is a word we've heard in Scripture. The word covenant is something that we see coming up oftentimes in the Bible. Um Sean, can you talk a little bit more about how that, what that covenant idea is, having seen it in Scripture, how we relate it to um, we as a school and working together with parents? Talk more about that. Yeah, there's, there's this part to where as a school and as a home, you're, you're covenanting or you're working together towards the same end. And ultimately what question is being answered here is what do we want? for our kids. And every parent has to ask that question and find some kind of answer to that question. And so Providence is coming at it from this very intentional goal or end that we want for our kids is that we want them to be in love with Jesus, following him and having an influence for him in this world, like you said earlier, that's changing by the day and often not good changes. And so we want our kids ultimately being part of that solution and that that um, redemption that the world needs. And um, so we covenant with those homes towards that end. And then you also have another piece where the families are covenanting together. And so there's kind of this two prongs to the covenant of the home to the school and then the home to the home. And those are 
um, important both, and they're um, live out in lots of different ways, and I'm sure we'll get to that as we move forward. So we're talking about this is really like a different level of commitment that we're talking about with Providence and the parents that are coming to are bringing their families to this school. You you think of it as a fairly transactional process, right? Well, we want our kids to go to a a good school and we're going to sign on the dotted line and we'll be parents at this school. But we're looking at this as a much bigger commitment or covenant between the parent and the home and that we see that responsibility as a school playing out and and our responsibility as a school toward those kids, right? We're helping them learn more about the Bible, learn more more about themselves, to be educated well. But we're also coming into this, uh, gosh, this this really, it's really a partnership with these parents themselves as part of the Providence community as well, right? Yeah, we we don't want to just settle at the transactional level. Sure, there's a service provided and a tuition paid, you know, that would be a transaction. But we're ultimately looking for transformation, where the child is changed and at the very core of who they are changed by something that no human can do, only God can do that, but we are actively engaged in trying to nurture them to understand who he is and what he's doing. And so, and that, and Kim and I were talking about that earlier, that sacrifice that a parent makes or the influence that we have is short-lived. And so in this rapidly closing window of time while our kids are in our homes. Um, We want to do everything we can while we have them in our homes and under our roofs to, you know, again, work together with the school and the the home and the church towards that end of, of nurturing that within them. Let me piggyback on the transactional piece. That was a really good point, Stephen, because my husband was a public school teacher, middle school and high school, and that was very transactional. Um, not a lot of relationship being able to be built there between my husband and the families. And rightfully so, it was a ton of kids. He had a ton of classes, very difficult to make that work. And I think for me as a mom, I was wanting more than just transactional between the teacher and my kid or the teacher and me, myself. There's a ton of life that goes on in the walls of the school. And for me to be able to have that kind of relationship with a teacher and partnership to say, one of our pets passed away. That's real life scenario. That's going to directly correlate to how my kid is able to handle class today, be able to have that relationship. Because in the end, do I want my kids to go to great colleges? Absolutely. Do I think most any school is going to be able to academically equip my child to go to a college of their choice? Absolutely. But do I want my kid to go to Yale and not know Jesus? No, that's not, that's not the end goal that I'm looking for as a parent. I look back to my own college experience, and honestly, some of that was a disaster. And so there's a lot more than just the academic preparation. And I think Providence has been able to marry the two, have our kids not only academically prepared to go whatever co- to whatever college they choose to go to, but also live in this very broken world, understanding that there's so much more than that and that Jesus loves them and that they're going to go through this broken world as broken people. We are broken parents trying to raise these broken kids. And to just know that in the end, somebody thought you were worth enough for them to die for that. And to go into 
college and life and marriage and the job force and all of that, just with that knowledge and faith, that is that is huge. I think as parents, a lot of times we can be so focused on the academic piece. You know, how many APs do you offer in high school and those kinds of things? And I'm not saying that those things are not important, but if that's all we're really striving for as a parent, when we're looking for a school, I think as Christian parents in particular, we're kind of missing the mark there on what needs to really be getting enforced in these formidable years. I mean, honestly, I feel like I lost a chunk of my influence with my kids the minute they turned preteen, right? I mean, who are we kidding? Like, you know, friends <laughs> friends have taken over several years ago. And if I'm not trying to find this community that's feeding into my kids in this life-giving, Jesus-loving way, they can be smart as all get out. But I, I feel like I would have been um, failing a little bit as a parent if I didn't try to find the two, academic preparation, and then understanding who this man is in Jesus and being able to partner with a school that understands the importance of both of those things and can feed that into my kid. That really was my goal as a parent. That, that's really an important point that reminds me of a book written, I don't remember how many years ago, by uh, a lady named Nancy Piercy, and the book is called Total Truth. And she makes this point that uh, we tend to try to segregate the sacred from the secular. And, and she makes this point that, um, no, really, it's all spiritual. And, and we, this academic stuff really can't be divorced from the spiritual. And so we, we fully believe that. But I think oftentimes we struggle with that as humans and, and, and especially as we're raising kids, it's hard to connect the two sometimes. But that's where providence falls out is that, no, these things are all wrapped around each other. And it reminds me of the verse in the passage in, Deut- in Deuteronomy 6, which is the Shema passage. And, and um, it's when uh, it's, Moses says, these commandments that I give you today are beyond your hearts. Actually, God said this through Moses. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up, tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads, write them on the door frames. In other words, everything is important and it all fits together and you've got to take every chance you got, you can to help them understand and help them grow. And so um, that would be, you know, what you're describing there is exactly what... Um, Moses and the Lord were speaking to or saying to the the people of Israel when uh, Deuteronomy was was written. The thing that makes providence so distinctive as I talk to new families, it is that deep, robust partnership between school and home and the fact that we have married this spiritual aspect with this academic piece that does seem to be the biggest distinctive with Providence compared to the other schools in the area. And partnering with those homes as we provide that is how both of those come together so well. Because ultimately, I think, you know, and Kim said it earlier, if, if we have kids who grow up and make lots of money, but they, they don't know or love the Lord 
okay, that's their choice potentially, but all we want them to, our goal is for them to know and love the Lord. It's not simply to be successful in a career. Not that having a good career is a bad thing. It's a great thing. But there's this more important piece of a relationship with Christ and growing in that relationship that is our ultimate end goal. You've been listening to Equipped to Thrive, a podcast presented by Providence Christian Academy. Join us next time as we look more closely at what the covenant model looks like in the day-to-day life of Providence. Our sound engineer is Brian Hansen. Brian also composed and performed the music you hear on this podcast. We'd also like to say a special thanks to Providence dad, Chris Stone, for helping us to imagine and to launch this program. Thanks a lot, Chris. If you're interested in finding out more about our school, visit our website at www.providencechristianacademy.org. And I'm your host, Stephen Daniels. Thanks for listening.